Remember back when you were in high school and you were supposed to make these huge life decisions about where to go and what to do with your life, but you actually had no clue yet. Yeah, and it wasn't just about where to go to college or what to do for work. All those questions were actually about who you are and who you want to be. Well, what if there was a way for students in high school to get clear about all those big questions in life, about their identity, their purpose, and their core relationships? Welcome to the Musical Podcast, where we believe inside of everyone is a great story waiting to be told. All right. Hey, everybody. This is the U School Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Scott Schimmel, and I'm here with a, a friend of mine that's also a colleague uh, for the past couple of years, uh, Brian Brockett, principal of Carlsbad High School. He's got a, a, a long resume as an educator inside schools, and he'll give you a, a little synopsis of that. But Brian, I just want to say thank you for, for participating, taking time out of the day. I, I've, as I get to know principals better, I don't know a more complex, demanding job than what you do. And so the fact that you'd carve out even 20 minutes for me means a lot to me. So why don't you just kind of share a little bit of your resume, not to go into I was born in, but like, what have you kind of been there, done that in terms of your education career? Well, th- thanks for having me actually, Scott, because I, you know, as, as I've told you before, just the carving out the 20 minutes to sit and talk and have some time to reflect is really valuable, yeah. as you know, so it's, it's, it's fun to be with you. Um, but just my background, I'm, I'm from the area here in North County. And um, in, in terms of education, I've taught at both the middle school and high school level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at Rancho Santa Fe Middle School and Torrey Pines High School, and then came into, uh, after uh, 14 years in the classroom, came into the uh, administrative realm uh, in Carlsbad here as an assistant principal at the middle school level, then a principal at the middle school level, and now in my third year here at Carlsbad High School. What's your favorite role? I mean, obviously you love your job now, but in case your boss is listening, but what's been your favorite gig you've had? You know, you know, honestly, being a middle school assistant principal, which I know for a lot of people sounds like maybe the worst. <laughs> yeah. that'd be a good reality uh, show. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, but that's a lot of fun. I, I think the one thing that I miss from being in the assistant principal role is is you get a lot more hands on with working with students mm. in that role. And a lot of the kinds of things that, that we value in terms of coaching and supporting and really kind of digging in and getting to know kids, yeah. you don't, I don't get as much opportunity to do that in my role mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I certainly miss um, and, and try to find ways to do and, and I'm always looking for ways to make sure that I'm connecting with our kids and know what's going right. on. What would, what would we, if we got to go back in time and see you, what were you like as a middle school teacher? Like, what would students say about you? How would they experience you? Were you the fun guy? Were you the intense guy? Yeah, no, it's funny. I was, I was probably the, the, the fun guy. I, I, I like to think that I, you know, got kids well prepared. I was a Spanish teacher. So oh, really? in that continuum of language, you're always trying to, you know, make sure kids are prepared for the next level. Yeah. Um, but I think that I was the guy that I, I coached as well. And that was really meaningful to me to get mm-hmm. to know kids classroom and have that other connection with them and then um you know i think i would be that that fun guy that that could you know would when when i was getting serious or getting you know like to the point in class i think kids knew that that was time to pay attention because that mm-hmm. that wasn't you know i didn't have to you know raise my voice or do those kinds of things very often but sometimes yeah. you do and i always kind of taking that approach that right. if you can preserve that um, then kids know, and, and when they get to know you, they know, okay, this is serious, and we need to get moving now. Yeah. 
why, so why principal? Why did you want to climb the ladder? Most people don't want your job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's interesting. So I, I actually, for me, one of the real ahas for me was, and I thought about administration. I, early in my career, I kind of hit a, I hit a crossroads and thought, do I really want to continue doing this for the rest of mm -hmm. my career? And I, yeah. you know, to going back to law school and doing some different things. Um, and, and at that time I realized like, I really, no, I really did enjoy being in education. I really uh, enjoyed working with kids. Mm -hmm. And so um, I went back at that point and got my administrative uh, credential and then continued to teach for nine more years. Cause I really enjoyed what I was mm -hmm. doing Yeah, and just had a lot of fun with it. Um, and, and I'll tell you really what got me was I got into, um, I, I had an interest in continuing my career and I got into the uh, doctoral program in educational leadership at mm. uh, CSD and Cal State San Marcos as a joint program. Mm. And, and uh, I started that program as a teacher mm. and people said, well, you know, what are you doing this for? Like, what, yeah. why, what's, you know, I said, you know, it's because it's an interest in me. I had no, I really had no plan of where I wanted to go. Yeah. But I, as time went on, there was a specific uh, professor in the program that I worked with. Um, you may know Alan Daly down at UCSD, oh, yeah. or I think yeah. we've talked about Alan before. Yeah. Anyway, we were doing an activity in Alan's class uh, one day, and it was really all about kind of the barriers that we put up for ourselves. Mm. And it was something that forced me to really think about who I was, where I wanted to go, what I felt like I could contribute. Mm. And that was, it was a Saturday afternoon. I, I absolutely remember we were in all, all day class Saturday, Saturday afternoon. I went home that evening and I said, I got to do this. I got to, huh. if I'm going to be for real about what I want to do, I need to take the steps to, to, you know, move forward and, and, you know, move into that admin role where I felt like I could bring something to the table. I could benefit, you know, students and schools on a little mm. wider level than you're able to do in the classroom. And um, that was really the turning point for me that, that mm. where I realized, you know, no, I think I have something, you know, from a leadership standpoint to bring and that I can, that I can really, you know, mm. uh, put out the elbows. I, I know on any job, there's going to be a, a level of on the job training. Like you don't really know what you need to know till you get there. But when you think about, administration particularly being a principal of a, a big high school big traditional comprehensive high school like what were you prepared for what were you not prepared for yeah I, you know from when i think back to when i started as a like i said as a middle school assistant principal yeah there is there is no training i mean i remember the things that i was <laughs> i'll seem crazy because it's like well how do you you know what if what if you need to suspend a student what do you do mm -hmm. i had no idea there's, there's <laughs> none of that is transferable mm -hmm. i think that the Thing for me that I got, um, especially in, in the uh, doc program with a focus on educational leadership was mm -hmm. that leadership lens and really thinking about my role in terms of my role as a leader, less, less so, you know, always through the lens of, of just what I knew about education from coming up as a teacher yeah. um, system, but really stepping back and thinking about leadership practice and how yeah. to apply it in an education setting. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much all learning on the job. I uh -huh. mean, you know, I, I don't know I, I don't know that a training program exists that is that is ideal for this, but I think mm -hmm. that what you have to bring to the table is is an openness and a willingness to learn. Mm. One of the one of the uh, I had some some administrators I worked with previously, and I remember two at the same time, and one of them was a guy who um, kind of uh, always thought he knew the answer, or at least pretended he knew the answer mm -hmm. to things or which um and, and after a while that that becomes pretty apparent you know that, yeah. that 
didn't know the answers to things that he would tell you he knew the answers to. Right. And I had another administrator who is now a, a you know a, one of my counterparts at another uh, school here in North County and, and very solid principal who would always say, "Yeah, I don't know, but I'll find out." Mm. And for me, that was a real aha about you know what it takes to be successful in this job. Is right. that I don't know the answers to a lot of the questions that come my way. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes I have an opinion on them. Sure. Um, sometimes I know the answer, and a lot of times I really don't. And it yeah. takes a, a willingness to say, "Hey, I don't know. I'm going to go look into it and try to find out." Yeah. I mean, you're. I'm sure you're just constantly in that mode. <laughs> what do I do today? Yeah, yeah, How do yeah. I solve this? That sounds. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I, if people ask about the job, I say that one, there's never a dull moment, and two, I learn something new every day. Mm. That's I literally cool. do. I, not a day goes by where I don't learn something new. Yeah. With a deal with people or whether it's a technical question or whether it's a legal question, uh-huh. whether it's a pedagogical question, mm-hmm. there's always new to learn. Now that you're more removed from students, what, what are you doing? What do you do to stay connected? What do you do to try to understand their experience? You know, one of the goals you know, I had for this year, I think I shared with you when we, when we mm-hmm. talked a while back, really to be intentional about being out in classrooms more this year. Right. Uh, and, and that's a good way to connect with, with staff and students, right? Mm-hmm. And even if it wasn't in classrooms, just being out on campus, I think, you know, especially at a, at a big uh, comprehensive high school, there's so much going on that, that my desk feels like this vortex sometimes that I'm getting sucked into and that it's, it's hard to get away from. And so just to be able to pick up the computer and go sit out in the quad, mm-hmm. you know, you get that chance to interact with students and, and, and staff and, and going in classrooms. And I, you know, I shared that with our teachers. I said, Hey, I'm, I might just come in your room and yeah. sit up there and I can, I can type emails just as easy sitting in the classroom as I can mm-hmm. sitting at my desk. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that, that that's, you know, you have those opportunities for those little conversations. You have those opportunities to just see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, uh, I will tell you, you know, since we talked a month or so ago, it, it's a battle, right? I mean, yeah. it's like, battle to get away from yeah. the things that are sucking me in this week for example is is a week where i can say i feel like i've been in meetings nonstop, mm. um, and so it's it's a good chance to reset and say okay what can i do now to get back out and get re-engaged yeah well i know um you probably don't directly but your assistant principals get a lot of the students that are struggling that are for whatever the reason is and there's a certain percentage i'm sure you, you probably have a list of those students you know who they are and then there's certainly especially at carlsbad high school there's there's uh there's a lot of I'll just call them go-getters all-stars hyper involved high achieving uh but then there's a whole group of students in the middle and i don't know if that's 80%, but what what are you noticing in this season at carlsbad like what is it like to be a student there what's the normal experience for the the kid in the middle yeah. I, you know, it's a good question. I, it's hard to tell sometimes, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's hard to take, you know, I get one lens of sort of anecdotal evidence right. on what I think is going on. I know, you know, one thing that made me feel really good the other day, I ran into, we had back to school night earlier this mm-hmm. week, I ran into a parent at that uh, event and she said, you know, I really liked hearing uh, a lot of teachers talk about, you know, connectedness and personal mm-hmm. connections this year. I feel like that, you know, it really stood out to me. And I said, mm-hmm. well, good. That's, so some of the work that we're talking about yeah, with our right. is, is filtering out in ways that mm-hmm. people are hearing. So, you know, my hope is that our, our middle of the road, you know, sort of kids are, are, are feeling that and are, they're getting that, uh, yeah. that sense of, of connection. Um, I, I think here, you know, one of the things that we always, uh, we always talk about is, is finding that 
point of connection, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's easy to walk into a school with 2,400 students and feel disconnected, feel, mm -hmm. um, you know, like you, you don't have your place here. Um, yeah. But it's also really easy to find your niche with kids that share your same interests, right. um, that are passionate about the same things you are, that are doing the same kinds of activities. And whether that's through sports or arts mm -hmm. or one of our clubs or something like that, you know, that's the, that's the advice that I always give. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think, you know, my hope is that students recognize that and, mm -hmm. and are finding that. I think that, you know, our evidence shows here that a lot of our students do have that experience right. um, on an even bigger level. You know, the question is, you know, there's then another subset almost that doesn't get that. You know, we've, right. we've talked to you about how our, our ASV, we, you know, we were the most spirited school in the nation yeah. uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago. ASV does a great job. You go to the football games on the Friday night, you have all that stuff, but that isn't for everybody either. You know, mm, right. so we're the kids then that, you know, even when you have something like that, that spirit that kind of brings a lot of people together, yep. we're the kids that aren't quite connecting with that even and how do mm -hmm. we them and support them. I can remember uh, my first week of college and it was this orientation week and it was eight days of activities and me being more introverted. I just was like, please stop screaming in my face. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I just want, I'm looking for a deep conversation here. I'm not looking to, uh, exactly. rah, rah. Uh, so when you think about students, classroom and activities and clubs, like what do you hope that they feel? What do you hope that they, uh, kind of experience as it relates to interacting with the adults? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I, I hope they feel um, a sense that someone cares about them. And, and actually, I should say someone, I, really that everyone cares about them. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, whatever that interaction is on campus, um, and we, we talk about this, you know, up in the front office here. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you walk in our office and you've got the attendance office and you've got the front desk. And, and you know, I talk to the staff there, that they're, they're the front line. They're the first person that, almost everybody when they interact with Carlsbad High School for the first time experiences. Yeah. Um, so what's that impact that they can have? Um, you know, a teacher on a day in day out basis has that same opportunity mm. in the classroom. Hard because you've got, you know, 30, 35, 40 right. kids in class and it's hard to have that impact on, you know, right. on an individual level with every kid. Yep. But there are things that teachers can do obviously that, that, you know, put out the, the wider, you know, that wider mm -hmm. feeling. I give an example. This morning, I was out on the front side of campus uh, in a spot where I'm not usually, so I, I'm not usually along the classrooms over there. And I'm walking by, and you know, sure enough, there's you know one of our teachers, second year teacher, out the door, you know, greeting all the kids mm -hmm. as they come in, greeting kids that are walking through the gate from that direction. Yeah. And, and that's you know just that little thing of, of you know that those kids that either walked in the class or even just walking by that he doesn't know right. had somebody that said hi to him this morning, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and when we think about our, you know, we, if we go back to our Maslow's hierarchy, even yeah. that sense that like, wow, I'm here and somebody recognized me right. and, and recognized that I'm, I'm present today. Yeah, totally. goes a long way in starting to starting the kid's day off in the right way. I think even seeing a kid's name, like here, a kid who hears their name be said by someone else, by an adult particularly, that actually, right. I don't know, I don't know how to categorize it. It just, it just really matters. It feels, it feels something you feel something when someone knows that I, I i was talking with someone yesterday that i i'm always so hesitant for some reason still even as an adult married kids like i should be confident in my in who i am at this point but even when i see a, a student or a kid that i know and i know their name i've known them for years i'll i'll still be reserved sometimes and i just recognize it still feels uncomfortable or maybe i'm, I'm worried about them 
I'm worried about them feeling uncomfortable. I'm worried about feeling like they don't know who I am and feeling rejected. But, uh, you know, for the sake of kids, I keep doing it. And that's, I think, what I certainly have learned about you and what you care about as a leader is that everybody would catch that vision. This is why we're here for the sake of these kids. Yeah, no, I, and I, and I, I can relate. I feel the same way that you do there. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's, um, I'm pretty introverted as well. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, right. I, I'd much rather spend an evening at home or, you know, if we're going to have, you know, people over friends over, like maybe two friends over. Right. <laughs> um, and, and it's funny people that know me at work, you know, often when I say that they say, oh, really, you know, I, I, right. I can't believe that. Uh, because, you know, so much of what I think is important about yep. my job is just being out there with people totally. and interacting with them. And, and yet it's not something that comes naturally to me. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Interact. Right. What do you, on that note, this is one of my last questions for you. What, what, what would be surprising for, for let's say your staff uh, about your role? What do they not understand? What do they not know for better and for worse? Like what I wish you knew about this role. I, you know, I think that what people probably, it's hard to appreciate until you do the job is the breadth of things yeah. that you deal with. Um, whether that's, uh, whether it starts with, you know, uh, campus safety mm-hmm. to HR issues, to student issues, to, um, trying to do the positive things and do the, do the storytelling and do the yeah. uh, recognition for people. Um, and, and, and the relationship building, um, the events that go on at a, you know, a school like ours, the extracurricular yeah. activities and athletics take a huge chunk of time. So it's this, it's this breadth of, of um, responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's what keeps the job in- interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It's what makes it never a dull moment uh, right. when we're here. Um, but I, I think it's probably hard to appreciate that and and honestly i didn't i I didn't come into to this position especially the high school position blind i you know spent time at a high school nine years i worked closely with with my administrators there in a variety of capacities i knew what they did and and i don't think until you sit in the chair at at a comprehensive high school like this do you appreciate you know just how much uh, how wide the the range of responsibilities and and things that you just need to be aware of and paying attention to are um, and like I say, that's the fun, and that's right. also something. You know, I go home just drained some days uh, because of that. And and but it's uh, it's it all goes with the territory for sure. Yeah. What's the biggest concern you have these days for students when you see what's going on in their world? Yeah, I you know I I can sort of encompass it all. It. it I, I hate to use this word, but it's it's, it's student safety and well, I guess, well being. Yeah. So it, it spans everything from from what we do to make sure that this is a safe environment, and I mean physically safe, mm-hmm. I mean emotionally safe. Um, you know uh, that that we're you know we're both educating and also you know uh, addressing concerns when you know with student vaping and other things yeah. that you know we see going on in schools. Um, you know, so so making sure that that, that well being is there, mm-hmm. I, I tend to to err on the side of, of well being and relationships, um, and and you know think that once we can establish that foundation, the yeah. the educational part of it in a lot of ways takes care of itself. Yeah, uh, it's not entirely true, of course, but sure. but it's 
it's again, I, you know, I, I heard a speaker a couple of years ago who did a whole presentation on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Yeah. And like, we don't often think about that anymore. You know, that's uh, education 101. You know, they right. do, right. hey, read about Maslow's hierarchy, then you right. move on to other things, right? And, and it really was an aha for me, just a reminder at 20 years into my career, mm. yeah, that, that still is relevant today as it was when right. he came up with that idea. Right. And that's that right. if we're not hitting those those base levels with kids, yeah. it doesn't matter what you're teaching in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's that that's really it. And, and and that comes back to my concern for all of our kids is they feel that. They feel that sense of well being and that hopefully school gives them a positive sense of well being, you know, and, and doesn't it doesn't beat them down and doesn't drain them completely of things, you know, that, that yeah. I think it can for some kids. Yeah, I was talking to a head of a school recently who said that we need to put on pause this idea of culture and connecting with students because our, our student achievement went down a little bit. So we need to, we need to kind of push on that. And so I, you know, sitting there reflecting, I'm like, well, <laughs> you might want to reconsider that because I, I would agree with you as well. If, if uh, connection comes first, connection is the foundation. Students who right. feel cared for learn more. Students who feel cared for want to learn more. Like it's not that, I, I think this is what you and I have talked about quite a bit. It's not that complicated, but it is, it's hard it's hard enough like that that steve jobs quote simple is hard right. work, work that we i'll give do. you a, a concrete example of that that i really think is, is speaks to that point mm -hmm. we we were concerned about our um our cast you know state testing scores yeah. as well yeah and um and so one of the steps that we took we, we really you know we were constantly trying to look at what we do instructionally and and, and right. move forward and get teachers to reflect and you know obviously that goes with the territory right. but um you know, rather than rather than coming up with you know some tremendous new program or something mm -hmm. to you know prepare for tests and things, mm -hmm. last year we we felt like we really actually what we had was a real effort gap in what mm -hmm. our scores. We really just felt like the scores mm -hmm. didn't represent what our students were capable of yeah. doing. Interesting. So, you know, we went out. One of our assistant principals who does our our testing work and I went out and visited every classroom of all mm -hmm. of our juniors for testing last year. And, and, you know, I like to think, you know, it's, you have to have some credibility to be able to then go out to talk to students and yeah. have an honest conversation about, Hey, here's, here's what we think. Here's what we see. And here's what we think. Like, is mm -hmm. that true? Yeah. And, and every class, when we talked to all of our juniors, every class that we went to, you know, I said, Hey, look, here's, here's what we're seeing. Like, do you guys know why that might be? Mm -hmm. And in every from I had students that had the comments to say, yeah, because you know, kids aren't trying, you know, because wow. here's the messages we've heard, here's this, that, and the other. Wow. And, and we went, we'd, we'd started uh, to back up a little bit. We'd started by meeting with our ASB students and, mm -hmm. and really have a real conversation with them and getting their input. I'm like, what, what do you, you know, like, what do you want to know? What, what should we be messaging out? What, yeah. what messages have you heard? So we had a lot of background to be able to kind of yeah. present students that, that was the same messages and things that they had been hearing yeah. and we're wow. going to relate to them. And, and we went up last year, between eight and ten percent in both English language arts and, and math, without doing really any concerted right. specific stuff. Yeah, yeah. Other than walking around and huh. and getting face to face with students and saying, "Hey, hey, here's why we understand that like you you may feel like this doesn't matter, and we get that, and and we right. totally understand. But here's why it does matter in some certain ways." Mm. Here's all we're asking really is, is what we ask of you all the time, which is to, to show up mm. and bring your best self forward and do the best you can. Like, I'm not asking yeah. you to study or do anything crazy. I right. just want you to do your best. 
And, yeah. and I, you know, I think that we can credit most of our increase in all honesty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to discount, you know, what the math teacher is doing in there. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I really do think that that effort variable was, wow. was reduced. And, and I think that's a great example of, you know, the relationships. Yes. Like, it's not just me. Like, once I right. walk out of the room, right, the teacher has a follow-up right. conversation with kids on yep. that. And they've got the relationships to be able to say, hey, yeah, we, yeah, here are these pieces that we just talked about. We should be aware of those. And the, and wow. the teachers, said, and I've got one of our teachers who said, yeah, I really want to, after you're done, I'm going to address the same thing because it makes me look bad yeah. when my students aren't bringing an effort. Totally. That's really on me. And she knew that, you know, and was able to address that with her, her students this year. So, you know, the, those are all totally, to me, relational things. Right. But that that correspond to academic achievement very easily. Yeah. Well, you're, you're onto something. <laughs> there's a, there's a book to write there. There's a talk to give. And, and, uh, and it's so interesting. I was uh, uh, kind of arguing, I felt defensive with a teacher a couple of years ago. That's an AP math teacher, not to pick on math, but since you brought up math, just like, I don't understand. I have so much I need to cover. I don't have time for connection. I don't have time. I just push, push, push. And I just said, well, you know, um, uh, studies are showing that if kids yeah. feel like they're connecting to you, they'll do better. So uh, worst case scenario, you actually don't care about kids. You don't want to connect with them, but you want to do your job well. You want to be effective at your job. That is actually the strategy to get them there. <laughs> Even if we have to kind of plead to your ego. <laughs> Look, and, and great story along those lines. Sorry, see, now I'm telling stories here because you've yeah. got me on the storytelling thing. But we had a, we had a, a we have an AP math teacher who teaches our, our Calc BC mm -hmm. class all that stuff. And um, I had a, a, somebody in the community reach out to me who writes books about communities. And they come in, they, they, they're actually based in Carlsbad here. So they do this story about Carlsbad. And they, they try to tie them to some educational lesson and things. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're children's books. But what happened was, as they started to ask around some things, this particular teacher's name kept popping up mm. in, in from a few different sources. Yeah. And so they ended up including uh, Andy in their book um, as this the math teacher, you know, at, and actually it turned out to be they, they do a character. So it was his dog actually that was included okay. in the book. Funny. But, but the spirit of the, of yeah. the, uh, the dog uh -huh. was really Andy Rosen, you know, AP uh, calculus uh, teacher um, here at Carlsbad High. And I yeah. think that speaks to that fact is you can have yeah. that super high academic rigor and still have that that right. impact and connectedness for right. people to that relationship and caring in a way that when, when, you know, they want to put you in a book, that's the name that comes up. Right. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. We yeah. challenge kids to reach their potential and we care for them along the way. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's two sides of the same coin. Well, Brian, thank you for taking the time. I, I love talking to you and hearing how you think and how you lead. So all our best and we look forward to working with you in the future too. So thanks for the time. Yeah. Thanks Scott. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for joining in on the U-School podcast. We'd love to share with you the resources available on our website at theuschool.com. Not just articles, eBooks, worksheets, and other podcast episodes, but specifically, you should know about a free course we have available called the Real Me Course. It's digital, it's interactive, and it'll guide you to get clear about who you are and the great story you could tell with your life. So go register for a free account and get started on the Real Me course today at theuschool.com. That's theuschool.com.